Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get into today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell a few friends that like the Jayhawks about this podcast, or tell your Wildcat friends, all those K-State fans who've been... uh, joking on you or hating on you on social media. Maybe they'll want to listen to this episode as well. Missouri Tiger fans, eh, you probably won't care about it, but bring them on in if they want to listen to it and hate listen to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Feel free to tell your Wildcat and Tiger fans as well. But this is for Jayhawks, and let's get in to today's podcast. Of course, at the end of the show today, like I started last week, we're going to do the On Your Mark segment. The On Your Mark segment is a new segment we're doing here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. If you have a question or just a comment, you want to rant about what's happening in the KU basketball games or whatever's going on, you can use the hashtag on your mark, tag me at Jayhawker Talker, and I will bring it up on the podcast. So I'll pick some of my favorite ones to talk about on the podcast. And later today, I've got Alex and Andover, Lance in Lewisburg, and Derek in Lawrence. I've got some of your questions and comments coming up at the end of the show today, so keep on listening, and we'll get this thing rolling. All right, the the last couple of games, this is the microcosm of the Kansas Jayhawks season to this point perfectly. Really, it is, because you look at what happened on Saturday, Kansas hosts Houston, huge game out there in Lawrence, Kansas, college game day, Uh, not out there, but... They were uh, the first of three ranked games that day. Of course, Duke, North Carolina was the college game day, game of the day. You also had another two ranked teams later in the day. I believe it was Tennessee and Kentucky faced off. So there were three high-profile matchups. KU was the first game on Saturday, and it was in Lawrence. You got number four, Houston, coming into Allen Fieldhouse, taking on number eight, Kansas. And what happens... KU absolutely dominates that game. They win it 78-65. to KU really had no problems with Houston the entire day. Hunter Dickinson with a 20.8 rebound day. Johnny Furphy continued his blazing stretch of games since he became a starter. 17 points and 8 rebounds. Kevin McCuller bounced back from his injury. He did not play in the previous game, so he bounced back, played a full 37 minutes, In the game against Houston, 17 points, 3 rebounds. And then K.J. Adams continues to just be a spark plug for this team. 10 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds against Houston. DeWan Harris Jr., 7 points, uh, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. So not his best game, but they didn't really need him to do too much because KU wins that one 78-65 at home against number 4 Houston. And then on Big Monday, it's a quick turnaround for KU. But big Monday night in Manhattan, Kansas, Octagon of Doom over there in Manhattan. It's a back-and-forth game. There were so many lead changes throughout this game. Kansas State ends up winning it 75-70 in overtime. Yes, this game went to overtime. Jerome Tang remains undefeated. I believe he is 11-0 in overtime games now. So you want to win that one in regulation if you're Kansas. Missing some big free throws was Kevin McCullough Jr. He went one for four from the free throw line in that game. If he hits any of those three missed free throws, they win that game in regulation. Uh, That's just one slight side fact right there 
about this game. Kevin McCullough Jr. missed uh, the free throws. It was K.J. Adams Jr. missing some easy bunnies that he would normally make. Hunter Dickinson had a few shots that rimmed in and out that usually would go in, including a three-pointer there in the second half. But Kansas comes out. They were winning 32-30 at halftime. So they come out with a nice, I believe it was 10-0 run to start, maybe 9-0 run to start the second half. They are up 41-30. to So, yeah, 9-0 run to start the second half, 41-30 at that point in the game. And then K-State, to their credit, fights back and goes on an 11-0 run of their own to tie up the game, 41-41. And then it just went back and forth, back and forth the entire rest of the way. Ends up being tied at the end of regulation. K-State scores 11 in overtime. K-State, or KU only six points in overtime to K-State's 11 points. So K-State wins at 75-70 in overtime over KU. So here's the sad part for KU. After they beat Houston at home in the top 10 game of the week at the Big 12, number 8 KU beats number 4 Houston. That actually put them on top of the conference standings with a 6 and 3 record. It was KU and Houston both 6 and 3, but KU had the tiebreaker with that win over Houston on Saturday. So KU was at the top of the conference standings with a 6 and 3 record. Then they go on the road and lose to Kansas State and are now 6-4 and four in conference. That drops them to fifth place in the conference. So one game separates KU from Texas Tech, Iowa State, Baylor, and Houston, who are all 5-3 and three or 6-3. and three. Houston's the only 6-3 and three team right now. That will change after Big Tuesday because there are a lot of Big 12 games tonight on Tuesday. And this is going to be... Like we've said all season long, this is what's going to happen in the Big 12. There's not going to be a runaway winner. If I if I could predict that there might be one, I could see Houston going out there and making a run here. They play Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. They have Texas at home. They have Iowa State at home before they go on the road at Baylor. Then they get Cincinnati at home. So that's six games for the rest of February. Houston will likely be favored in five of those games. So Houston could be the team that might run away with the Big 12 if that were to happen. Again, I don't think that anybody's running away with the conference by any means. But it is not going to get any easier for KU, who's now 6-4 and four on the season. All four of their losses on the road. The only game that they lost on the road in the Big 12 this year that is acceptable, in my opinion is the road loss at Iowa State because Iowa State is undefeated at home. That makes sense. But when you go on the road and you lose to West Virginia, who's 6-3 and three in the conference, a bottom feeder team, you go on the road, you lose to UCF, who's 4-5 and five in conference, not a bottom feeder. UCF has had a few big wins at home this year, including the one over KU, but you got to beat UCF and West Virginia on the road. And K-State, I don't think they're as bad as UCF or West Virginia – but they're in the lower half of the conference. Uh, they are 5-5 five and five now in conference. And that's a team that KU needs to beat. That's a team that KU should have beat. But they lose to them in overtime. And that's just how it's been this season. KU wins a big game against a ranked opponent and then goes on the road and loses to a team that they should beat. That's just how it's going. And it happens in the Big 12. 
the Big 12 has a lot of good teams, and it's going to go back and forth all year. But it's just disappointing. If you're a KU fan, you're disappointed. After KU's big win over Houston this past week, KU jumped from number eight back into the top five to number four. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to drop out of the top ten after that loss to K-State because they could. Now, you look at KU's schedule coming up. They play Baylor at home on Saturday, 5 p.m. ESPN. Again, yeah, that's a 5 o'clock tip-off on ESPN. Baylor coming to visit Kansas. uh, KU typically wins their home games in conference. So I would not be surprised if KU beats Baylor, who's a top 15 team. They're ranked number 13 in the latest poll. If KU beats number 13 Baylor at home on Saturday, I don't think they're going to drop out of the top 10. KU is still 18-5. and With a win over Baylor, they would be 19-5 and on the season. And there's a lot of other top 10 teams losing throughout the week. So, yeah, KU's probably going to drop out of the top five again, but they'll still be a top 10 team if they beat Baylor on Saturday. So, once again, trying to calm you KU fans down, the sky is not falling in Lawrence, Kansas. The fall, the, the ceiling is not falling over there at Allen Fieldhouse. If they keep winning their home games, if they can pick up a couple of road wins, which they have some tough road games coming up. They've got Texas Tech on the road on uh, Big Monday next week, uh, February 12th. That's going to be a big game. KU Texas Tech, that's the day after the the Super Bowl. So that'll be interesting, especially with Patrick Mahomes, uh, former Texas Tech guy. Uh, So that'll be an interesting game on Big Monday after the Super Bowl. Uh, But that's going to be a tough game for KU on the road at number 23, Texas Tech. Then right after that, they've got a game at Oklahoma. Oklahoma just dropped out of the top 25, but they had been a top 10 team as recently as last month in January. So on the road at Oklahoma, that's going to be a tough game as well. Then you've got Texas at home and BYU at home. Those are games that you should win. But again, no game is easy in the Big 12. So you got to win the home games and then you got to steal a couple of games on the road to get right back there at the top of the standings, especially with everybody being so close. Again, Houston now at alone standing alone at the top of the standings as of the recording of this podcast on Tuesday afternoon. Houston ranked number 5 nationally. They are 6 and 3 at the top of the Big 12 standings. Then you've got Baylor Ranked number 13 in the nation, 5-3 and three in the Big 12. Iowa State, number 14 in the nation, 5-3 and three in the Big 12. Texas Tech, number 23 in the nation, 5-3 and three in the Big 12. All ahead of KU now, who is ranked number 4 in the nation, but five or 6-4 and four in the Big 12, a half game back, out of first place right now. So it is absolutely wild in the Big 12. It is the wild, wild west in the Big 12. And it's only going to get crazier next year when you bring in teams like Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Every It's just going to continue to be uh, the wild, wild west in the Big 12 for basketball. And it's exciting, though. I mean, as a KU guy, as, as all of you, most of you listening to this are KU fans, you know KU has been on an incredible stretch, 17 conference titles in the last 20 years And it's just going to continue to get tougher uh, with NIL, with the transfer portal, with uh, more schools coming into the conference. It's just going to continue to be one of the toughest conferences in college basketball. This year, I would say it is the toughest conference 
Next year, bring Arizona, who's a top 10 team, into the conference is not going to be, uh, it's not going to make it any easier. So, KU ranked number four right now. They did just lose to Kansas State in overtime 75 70. However, this past weekend, they beat Houston, who is also a top five team, 78 65. So, the sky's not falling. We're taking a step back, taking a deep breath. It was a rough loss to Kansas State, but. All of the all of KU's goals are still out there ahead of them. They can still win the Big Twelve regular season uh, title. They could still win the Big Twelve tourney title. They could get the number one seed in March Madness. They could make a deep run, get to the Final Four. All of these things are still ahead of them and their goals for this season. So don't panic. These losses on the road are a little concerning. These losses on the road to teams that they should beat are a little concerning, but they do have five wins over top 10 teams this season. When they play these teams that have a good conference record, who have a good overall record, who are a top 10 team, they play up to those teams. So they just need to, I wouldn't say play down to their opponent. They need to keep playing at the high level against these lesser opponents like Kansas State, UCF, West Virginia, and if they do that, I think they're going to be just fine. If they can beat Baylor at home, 5 o'clock tip-off on ESPN this Saturday, February 10th, if they can beat Baylor at home this weekend, they're going to still be a top-10 team. Then if they can go on the road and beat Texas Tech, another top-25 team, they're going to be right there at the top of the conference standings once again before uh, before the end of the month of February. So don't worry about it. Don't sweat this loss to Kansas State. KU is still a top 10 team. They're still going to be there at the end of the season in the Big 12, and they're still going to have a chance to make a run in March. No doubt about that. So no no new news really for football right now. I talked about some of the news last week. If you missed it, you can check out last week's podcast. But KU is going to be playing. I'll just recap quickly. They're going to be playing their home games next season off campus because of the construction going on over there at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. Uh, Since they can't play their games at the booth this fall, they're going to have home games. Uh, The non-conference slate of games will be at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, Kansas. Their home conference games will be at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, where the Chiefs play. All of those conference games will be at Arrowhead Stadium. So that's the latest news from KU for their football program. Looks like they're doing some great off-season training. I've seen some videos, some hype videos over there on the KU football Twitter slash X page. And it's it's a good time to be a KU fan, no doubt about that, whether it be football, basketball, whatever you may be cheering for. Uh, KU's in the news, whether it be basketball or football, making some good headlines. So... Happy for uh, those two venues. I think that Children's Mercy Park is going to be a lot of fun for those season ticket holders, for those students who are able to get into that game. I think it's going to be a hot ticket uh, to see a football game played at Children's Mercy Park over there in Kansas City, Kansas, where Sporting KC typically plays their games, uh, MLS team here in Kansas. And uh, then you've got Arrowhead Stadium, a classic NFL venue, uh, one of the all-time great NFL venues, seeing a lot of fun games there. And to see some KU football games played there will be a lot of fun. I think 
The Iowa State game in November could be a game that sells out. Iowa State fans travel well, and KU fans are going to want to be there for that one. And then their game against Colorado in November as well has a chance to potentially sell out because Coach Prime is going to be coming in here. I think Colorado is going to have a fun offensive team, and KU is going to have one of the best offensive teams in the Big 12 as well. So that could be a fireworks show out there at Arrowhead at the end of November. As always, you can check out my Twitter page at Talker. Been posting a lot of videos on there, uh, updates of the stadium uh, with the schedule update and everything like that. So you can find out a lot of football information and basketball information there as well. All right, to close out the podcast today, the Jayhawker Talker podcast, going to get to our now weekly on your mark segment. On your mark is a segment where I field your questions or read your comments from Twitter slash X. And I believe this is going to be a fun segment going forward, especially after big wins and tough losses, just like we had this last weekend. The big win over Houston, of course, at home, the tough loss on the road at Kansas State. I think this is a trend. Hopefully it's not a trend that we see a lot more road losses, but it's been trending that way. So these segments could be a lot of fun going forward. If you want to get in on it, tag me at Talker on Twitter. Use the hashtag on your mark. And I'll get to your question or comment maybe on next week's Jayhawker Talker podcast. But this week, we've got three questions slash comments here. Going to start out with Alex in Andover. Uh, somebody listening on the podcast down there by uh, Wichita in the Wichita area. So thanks for listening, Alex in Andover. You're asking me, can KU win the Big 12 in basketball? And I know I just talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but despite what's been going on uh, with their tough road losses, I do think KU can still win the Big 12 in basketball, uh, whether it be in the regular season or the conference tournament. I think that this conference, the Big 12 conference tournament, is going to be the toughest tournament in America this year. It's expanded with the new teams like Houston, who's a top five team already in college basketball, and it's just going to continue to get tougher when they add more teams. But KU could win the Big 12 tournament and get a one seed in the NCAA tournament, no doubt about that. KU could get on a run here at the end of February, win five straight games, and be at the top of the Big 12 standings going into March. It's just they're a little bit inconsistent. Their bench isn't quite as deep as it has been in past years, so that's a little bit of a concern, but... Uh, Lance or Alex in Andover, I do think Kansas can win the Big 12. Hopefully you are with me with some optimism and will cheer on the Jayhawks to another Big 12 championship there in basketball. Uh, let's do it. Let's let's get another Big 12 championship. Let's go. Lance in Lewisburg, you're asking me what happened to Johnny Furphy in that game against Kansas State. Ooh, I did not want to bring this up. I did not want to bring this up. So Lance in Lewisburg, uh, thank you for bringing it up, actually, because I didn't want to bring it up myself. So thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate you listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Johnny Furphy disappeared in this game against Kansas State, and that is a big reason why they lost KU needs that fifth starter to step up. Johnny Furphy has been doing a fantastic job since he's taken over the starting role. He's been averaging three three three-pointers a game going into that game against Kansas State, 
as a starter. And then he comes out in this one and shoots 0 for 4 from behind the arc. He only had four points in this game. He only had four rebounds, one assist, and it was a it was a stinker from Johnny Furphy. I'll just say it. It was not a good game for Furphy. While the other guys were trying to step up, Hunter Dickinson had 21 points and 12 rebounds. Kevin McCullough Jr. still bouncing back a little bit from that injury, 15 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Solid game for him. K.J. Adams, 13-point game. Dewan Harris Jr. stepped up big in this one, 15 points, 8 assists. But Johnny Furphy was the weak link in this game against Kansas State, and I hate to say that, because he's been so good since he's taken over that starting role, that fifth starter. He's been so good in there. So I'm just going to chalk this up to being an off game for Johnny Furphy. I think he was just a little bit off of this game. If he would have hit one of those three-pointers, KU wins the game in regulation. So I'm not too worried about Johnny Furphy. I think he's going to bounce back at home this weekend against Baylor. I'm not too concerned about it. But Lance and Lewisburg, I appreciate you asking about what happened to Johnny Furphy in that game against Kansas State. He just disappeared for a game, only had four points, went 0 for 4 from 3, and it was sad, it was disappointing, but I think it was just one off game. I think he's going to bounce back big against Baylor this weekend, and I do think KU beats Baylor this weekend. That's just my quick prediction there. Again, KU playing Baylor, 5 o'clock tip-off on ESPN this weekend at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. All right, got one more here on the On Your Mark segment. Again, it's hashtag On Your Mark. Tag me at Talker on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Get at me on there, and we are going to keep doing this On Your Mark segment. Last one for the day, Derek and Lawrence. He says, K-State is the worst. All, of their, fan, all their fans do is complain on social media, and they're acting like they won the Super Bowl by beating us on Big Monday. Well, Derek in Lawrence, thank you for listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Thank you for the comment. Hashtag on your mark. Tag me at Jayhawker Talker. I'll get to more of these next week on the show. But Derek in Lawrence, I'm not going to say that K-State is the worst. That was your words. I'm not going to say it myself. But when their fans are getting at you on social media, I can tell. I, that, that's happened to me, too, over there at Jayhawker Talker. So, I've, got, I've gotten some arrows slung at me over there from the K-State fans. I have some friendly banter going on with them back and forth. It's a give and take. It's not a big deal to me. I don't care that much about it. But it's a rivalry game. It's the Sunflower Showdown. I get it. They will celebrate a win over KU in basketball like they did win the Super Bowl. That is just how it is. KU is the bigger basketball program. They are the better basketball program. They won the national championship two years ago. They're supposed to be the number one team in the conference. So for K-State to get that win in overtime over KU, that is going to be like their Super Bowl. They might not make the NCAA tournament this year. That's just the facts. So... For them, this was their biggest game of the year, their home game against KU. Every year is their biggest game of the year. So I'm not going to get mad at K-State fans for getting chirpy on social media. That is just what they do after a win over Kansas. It's going to happen, and they're going to act like they won the Super Bowl because for them, that was their biggest game of the year. Every year on the calendar, they circle the game against Kansas especially the home game against Kansas because that's one. If they win, that is their biggest win of the year. Derek and Lawrence, Lance and Lewisburg, Alex and Andover, thank you guys for chiming in 
and hitting me up on the hashtag on your mark segment here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. That does it for today's episode. You can always, like I said, get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. Let me know what's going on. We'll keep the conversation going over there. Download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating. Tell a couple friends about it, and we'll keep this thing going from there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. See what everybody has going on over there. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.